in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give him one more hand, one more praise. Amen. How many of you were not here Wednesday night? That whole section looks like they were here. Oh, I got a couple of them. You were not here. Man, what were you thinking? Dude, was that amazing or what? You know, we, we had like, I, I don't remember the exact numbers. It was like nine or ten that were standing on the platform before they get baptized, use the microphone. By the time we're done, we'd baptize 18, I think. Right? Right? No. Man, it was just awesome. And here's the, here's the funny part is that 18 of your family members. <laughs> like I said, I don't know if I'll get to the message. I'm just in a good mood. I don't know. Maybe it's that uh, coconut oil. I doubt it. But anyways, um, you know, the, you know the, the Bible teaches us that we're a body. Uh, but I think a lot of times we come to church for ourselves. Well, I don't like that part. It, it, it wasn't for you. You know, it's like worship. Um, well, I, I don't need to be here for worship. Really? That's the part we do for him. Well, I, yeah, but I, I was doing... No, what, what do you mean you were doing? Let me, let, let me just explain our culture to you, just so you understand. It's, it's because, you know, some of you guys don't realize that those garage door things are not op only open at the end of the service. They're actually open before the service. Just by the time you get here, they've already closed them. You know, and now I just want to encourage you that, uh, uh, you know what, our, I, think, I think our heart needs to shift. I think our awareness needs to elevate. I think, I think we need to, to recognize it because, you know, I, I'm looking, I'm just thinking, man, what would happen, you know, dude, uh, Todd right now is, is running the, the online thing, right? And uh, uh, so, hey, buddy. And, and uh, uh, his daughter, you know, his daughter gets baptized Wednesday night. Now, she wasn't planning on it. She hadn't communicated it. But she ran across, got the stuff. And, and See, when, when your relatives, you know, when Gage took his cowboy boots off, and said, oh, heck. That's what cowboys say. <laughs> it was more, well, heck. You know, kind of like that. Yo, you know, and he, and, and, he, and he headed towards the tank. Man, I'm telling you, I just, I just want you to know, y'all missed an amazing moment. Um, no, no, when, when, <laughs> when Ray, is he, is he here right now? I don't want to embarrass him. <laughs> Where you at? There you go. Hey, baby. He got double dunked. He wasn't even dry yet, and he's been serving ice cream. See, no, no, no. See, what you been thinking? Because this is really what I'm talking about today. You know, that's what you've been thinking. Because I know a lot of us, a lot of us, we, you know, we have this thought process. We have, we have so, you see, there's something that you know that's preventing you from knowing what you need to know that has the power to take you where you need to go. See, there are things that you know that are preventing you from knowing what you need to know that has the power to take you where you need to go. 
See, some of you know that church is about you getting fed, and church is about you being blessed, and church is about you being healed, church is about you being filled, church is about you, 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 you. You know it wrong. No, man, this is where we come to bless people. This is where, this is where the lost get saved, and the saved can serve. And, and, and we're not here for ourselves. But we're here for somebody else, right? So, so we're here to pour our life out because when we're pouring our life out to others, God will start pouring into us. Well, I don't get paid for that. John 10.10, 10, the verse that we use to describe the devil. The thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But I, Jesus said, have come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. We love John 10.10 10 because it talks about life in abundance. Jesus didn't come just that you could have life. He came that you could have life in abundance. But he describes an opposing force to abundant life is one that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We call it the devil. Go read John 10. He's not talking about the devil. He's talking about a hireling spirit that only does what he gets paid for. He's talking about a hireling attitude that only does what's good for itself. Dude, why am I on this? This is not my message today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so, so, so when you have the hireling mindset, when, hey, hey, that's not best for me. I don't do that part. You've associated with the opposing force of abundant life. And what's crazy to me is that people that have been in church most of their life are oblivious to the truth. Why? Well, because they know something. I don't need to be in more than one service a week. Really? You know what's funny to me is that one service when I was a kid was about two days long. <laughs> I'm serious, man. We used to have multiple services with the tent, and they started at 9 a.m., and we were done at midnight. And it's like, we, and we did have a lunch break. Because, man, let me tell you something about full gospel people. We know how to get down on that, you know, that buffet line. But, you, know, you, you know, we're in such a, you know, it's like oh, being baptized. Do I have to be baptized? Are you kidding? Jesus was born of a virgin, lived a perfect sinless life, lived to bless, heal, teach and elevate others. He was falsely accused, taken into court. He was beaten, scourged, humiliated, spat upon, had his beard pulled out. They nailed him to a cross where he bled, suffered, died, went to hell, took the keys of sin, hell, and the grave, was resurrected from the dead. And your question is, do I have to be baptized? Somebody needs to slap you. I nominate me. <laughs> and if I, can't, if I can't reach, there's a bunch of people who have signed up for dibs for seconds, man. Shotgun, shotgun. We, we are so consumed with itself. Why? Because we're thinking wrong. Because we're thinking wrong. See, here, here's the question. Here's the question, see, is do you have the courage to think. Because how, how did we get here? It was without thought. Just habits that we slid into. 
We didn't sit down and actually contemplate, use wisdom. We, we didn't take information and develop an understanding and, and, then, and then apply that as wisdom. We, matter of fact, we'd swear to God that we are not that way. But see, it's because we justify ourselves constantly and, and we, 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 we gauge everything we do off of our heart's intention. But we gauge everything everybody else does as a definement of their character. So when, you're, you know, when, when somebody stands you up there late, it's because they ain't got no character. Right? Because they, they don't care about my time. When you're late, it's because, well, you got really busy. I mean, you didn't intend to be late. Well, neither did they. Right? Because, because we gauge others differently than we gauge ourselves. What if, what if we decided that the rules actually apply to us? Thank you for the really big support. <laughs> See, I'm trying to figure this out because I have like 10 more minutes to share with you a bunch of stuff. And it's probably not going to occur. So let me just get the really good parts. Um, what, what do you know? that's preventing you from knowing what you need to know that has the power to take you where you need to go. We've been talking about this I mean, somebody help me. How long? A month and a half? I got a month and a half. Do I have to? Hey, hey, bit 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 who can we do? Who can we do tonight? It's been a while. Been a while. So I go this week and I start asking people, just random people. I mean, not, not like at Starbucks. I mean, church people, right? People who have been here. Okay, so what do you know that's preventing you from knowing what you need to know to, that has the power to take you where you need to go? Oh, that statement is awesome, isn't it? Yeah, okay, but let me ask the question. What do you know that's preventing you from knowing what you need to know? Okay, yeah, that's great. Well, what is it? Well, I don't really know without thinking about it. So you haven't thought about it yet? See, it takes courage to ask that question because I'm telling you that you know things that are preventing you. And if you think I'm hard on you, talk to Evan and Stephen and TJ because, you know, you don't mind, do you? I, we won't get super deep, but I mean, I, I sit them down, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like up in their stuff, because, you know, why? Because I care about them. I care about their future. I don't, I, you know, hey, they can get mad at me as long as they win, okay? Just win at what you're doing, and, and then I don't care, uh, you know, because what you think of me does not determine where my life is going. It's what I think that determines where my life is. See, as a man thinketh, so is he. It's not as Pastor Tom thinketh, so are ye. See, so, so uh, I, I can't, I, I don't have time to steward your thoughts. And you don't have time to steward mine. But man, you got to stop and ask yourself, what are you thinking? Because you are just one thought away from amazing breakthrough. I said, you are one thought away from, from, from elevating your life, from the, changing the trajectory of your life, from, from hitting the bullseye, from getting out the gutter, from getting out from under oppression, from breaking the chains of, of, of indebtedness, from, from walking in sickness instead of hell. You're one thought. You've been asking God for money. You don't need money. You need a thought. See, a developed thought, a developed thought of God has the ability to radically change the environment. Let me prove to you that one thought can change everything. 
Okay, one thought developed can change everything. 6811 West Okanagan Place. You know where that is? You're here, okay? 6811 West Okanagan Place. There was a group called Infinia that, and these people were smart and they had an idea. Sun-powered energy. And they came in, and they erected this facility, and, 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 and they had a few walls where, you know, where we don't, and they had a few things, but, but they, they made the solar-powered engine called the Sterling Engine, okay? Another group called the Garden comes in, and we're thinking energy powered by the sun. Very similar thought, but radically different. Hello? Same building, same address, same challenges with the city, same, thing, same things, but totally different environment. Oh, I don't think you're getting it. So you could take a woman that one man said was a living nightmare, and she can cause another man to live out his wildest dreams. What's the difference? The thought. See, just a different thought. You're one thought away. I'm telling you, you're one thought away. Oh, I can't believe what they think about me. I can't believe that you waste your time on the wrong thoughts. See, you've invested all your time and effort and energy trying to change the way they think, but the way they think doesn't change the direction you go. So the only thing that's going to change the direction you go are the thoughts that you think. And here's the thing is that, man, if you could think God's thoughts, which is amazing, is it not amazing that God said, I want you to think my thoughts? He gives you his word. His word is a container that holds a thought. A thought is, 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 is man, a thought is, is pregnant with an image. God wants to give you his word. The reason he gave you his word so that you could begin to understand his thoughts so that you could see what he was seeing. So because what he saw was so important, he, needed, he wanted you to see what he saw, so he needed you to think what he was thinking, which is why he said what he said. So he speaks his word to give you his thought, which will give birth to what he sees. Oh, my gosh. And his thought, his word is in you. You doing all right? Am I doing all right? No, I have four minutes. So let's just do this very quickly. This, just remember what we know. Okay, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he is brand new. A brand new life has begun. Everybody say a new life has begun. New life. Say a new life. New life. That's going to require a new thought. Right? Because life, well, let's put it this way. My son, attend unto my words and hearken unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, for they are life to those that find it. So what is your life? His word. If you don't have his word, you ain't got much life. You might have a counterfeit life. God, that's another message. Okay, so new life requires a new thought. Colossians 3 says that uh, if you've been raised with Christ, then you're going to elevate the sights uh, to the realities of heaven where Christ is seated. Look at verse 2. He says, so think about, change your thoughts to God thoughts, and don't think like thoughts without God, but think the God thoughts. Look at this in 3, because you died to that life, and your real life, your real life is hidden, not from you, but for you, and your real life is hidden 
with Christ. So you got to get in there and discover the life, the Word that's hidden in Christ. In Ephesians 1, it said that before the foundations of the earth, He actually picked us out for Himself in Christ. You know what He did? He literally, you know, the word logos is the total concept. Jesus was the total concept, but God reached over and picked you out of the Word, so you are, you're not the total concept, but you got the Word in you. You are a Word from God. And he's trying to, by the Spirit, reveal it to you so that you become the Word made flesh. That's why I set you an example that was the Word made flesh, dwelling among us. Okay? So you came out of God. Look at somebody and tell them, You're, you, you got the Word in you. Okay? You got the Word in you. And, and, and then uh, you drop down to Ephesians 2, and he says that... Uh, Hey, man, you're God's own handiwork. He, he predestined, planned beforehand, prepared ahead of time, prearranged and made ready, prearranged and made ready, prearranged and made ready. In other words, you were designed with a purpose. You are full of purpose, and there's something on the inside of you that is a word from God that God's been trying to reveal to you, show you, let you see um, probably most of your entire life. And you will have moments in life, they call them defining moments, when you begin to see the image. Oh, my God, that image begins to pull you places that you wouldn't have gone had you never seen what you saw. I remember, I remember, you know, man, man, there was a time in my life, I was eight years old, there's a little girl in Coquille, Oregon, and, 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 you know, put her picture up, would you? And, and I got to pray for her, and a few days later, she'd come walking down the aisle, she had never walked before, okay, she had never taken a step, and, and, and I prayed for her as a little kid, and I remember the whole church, this is the moment, it was going crazy, people were jumping over, you know, church pews, and, and, and she's walking, and there are people saying, oh man, I bet you're going to have a healing ministry, as a little kid, no, I knew what God had told me. God said, you know what? There's people that have to be carried where they're going, but I want you to empower them to get up on their own and move into their future. See, so some of y'all, that was a clap moment if you want to clap, because that could be you, right? That could be you. That, that, that you've been, you know how you got here? You got carried here. You got carried here. You know, what did you, what did you do? Okay. When we went from, when we took this from Infinia and turned it to the garden, how, how, how hard on you was that? Well, you, it's because you got carried here. It's all right. Hey, I got carried here. I got carried here. Yeah, but see, to move into your future, you got to get up on your own walk. See, and so what, what does that mean? You, you, got, you got to take that word that's in you. See, there was a dude named Bartimaeus, and he was blind. And he heard that Jesus was coming. And he cried out to Jesus. Who's Jesus? Jesus is the word. See, he had something on the inside of him. And when the word outside of him agreed with the word on the inside of him, guess what happened? He, well, he received his sight. No, he restored his sight. See, check out that word receive. And it's, hey, let your sight be restored. So he had a vision, but he lost the vision. But when the word outside of him agreed with the word inside of him, it restored his vision. See, that's what God's wanting to do in your life right here, right now, today, is he's wanting the word of God to resonate with the word of God that's in you. He's wanting you to recognize, oh, wait, God really does have a purpose for my life. Oh, wait, God, God really isn't holding all that stuff against me. He, he's not remembering every stupid thing I've ever done. No, no, he, he, his thoughts towards you are not evil, but they are only good. His thoughts are to prosper you. His thoughts are to elevate you. His thoughts, man, you're just one thought 
one thought away from, 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 from ha having a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, and a quiet resting place. You're one thought away from walking in, in prosperity. You're one thought away from demonstrating Satan's defeat and having healing in your body. You're only one thought away. You know what I'm, here, here's what I'm praying. Praying that you come back next week and we can take this, I mean, to a level that'll mess you up. Okay? I mean, mess you up. You just walk out going, what has been wrong with me? Because there's a lot wrong with us. I wish you could see the way that you're looking at me. Man, I think myself courageous. I think myself courageous enough to think God thoughts. I don't want to be like people who think that don't have God. I have access to God. I have access to God's word. I have access to God's thoughts. I want to change the way I think. I want to change the way I think. What have you been thinking? Thinking you're not good enough? Terrible thought. Thinking people don't like me? Terrible thought. It's toxic. You know what some of you guys need to do? Is quit telling everybody what you think. You just need to stop it. Stop telling people what you think until you know that you're thinking what God's thinking. Why? Because you end up finding out that you're the source of toxic thought in most people's life. Like they would have never even thought that negativity if you not introduced it. Just close your toxic pie hole. <laughs> Be a wellspring of life. Huh? Be a wellspring of life. Come on, guys. We can think God's thoughts. We can think God's thoughts, but it's take a little bit of time to develop that thought and begin to see what he's saying. He's not against you. He's not against you. He wants to prosper you. He wants to elevate you. He wants to strengthen you. And he's going to prosper you, but, but it ain't about you. It, it ain't about you. It's, it's about who you can elevate, who you can bless, who you can help. Let me say one more thing, and then we're going to pray because I'm, I'm totally over. But if when the little kid comes to you and says, hey, man, you got $10 for a car wash? Dude, you've been doing good, huh? How many have you sold? Come here quick. Come here quick. That's not quick. Come here. How many have you sold? Six. You got six? Let's make it 16 right now. You got them? I want to buy 10, and I want you to go give them to the poor people who told you that they couldn't afford to do it. Because there's people in here.